tuning in to episode zero of the Invital Long podcast. Hello, world. This is Juan. And this is Quentin. We're an international couple traveling around the world for love, work, and the pursuit of wonder. Through this podcast, we invite you to come along with us as we discover places near and far while treading lightly and not breaking the bank. In a few weeks, Juan and I will embark on an extended trip across the world and would like to invite you along. So in this first episode, we're going to discuss, well, why we're doing this podcast and all the stuff that we'll take into consideration before departing on this long trip. We are slowly but surely getting ready to leave and we cannot wait to share all of it with you. And so the first question a lot of people have been asking us is, why are you leaving and why now? And the story is pretty simple. Uh, in 2017, I was accepted to a PhD program uh, at an American university, which is very nice, but a bit in the middle of nowhere. And that meant five years of commitment living in the same place. Juan and I, we both love traveling, and we decided from the get-go that if we're staying that long in one spot, then we'll have to make up for it once the program is completed by making a long trip. Now, that brings us to the second question. Why doing a podcast? Well, actually, our friends are more like, oh, great, I'll listen to it because they're awesome friends. But we know what the implied question is. Well, we realize that even though we love traveling and discovering new places, we don't always remember well after a few years. Of course, taking pictures helps, but we found that discussing our experiences is how we make them stick. So the podcast is kind of a audio diary. I'm not very good with social media and Instagram in general. I, I take very few pictures. And when I take them, I don't always remember to post them online. So this way uh, is really going to be a way for us to keep a trace of what we've been doing. And we found that when we discuss things after they've happened, they stick in our mind better. I always joke that Quinton's my external hard drive because I don't bother remembering things. I just default to him, asking him like, hey honey, what's that thing that we did in that year in that place? And somehow he always knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, so by our powers combined, we're about one fully fledged adult. But yeah, the thing is Han will post and then not necessarily remember. And I remember, but I don't communicate it. So it's not like it's useful at all. Uh, so we're really looking forward to see how this audio way of making things is going to work out for us. Now, one thing we really want to work on is harmonizing our travel styles. We both have very different outlooks on travel, and it's always a bit of a challenge to make sure that we're both happy about the plans that we're making. I'm definitely more of a go-with-the-flow sort of person, kind of sitting at a cafe, you know, watching the, the, the people go by. Well, Han, would you say you're more of a planner? <laughs> that is an understatement. Do you mean my 50 million Pinterest boards, plus all the Google Maps, plus my saved photos from Instagram? Yes, th these are the ones I'm referring to, yes. Oh yeah, then definitely I am a planner. Although, I feel like some of the travel magic happens when you don't plan, and that's what I want to be open to during our trip. And actually, traveling with Quentin has made me realize that 
that is kind of fun and joyous, and the unexpected is beautiful. So I will try my best. Actually, this is really ironic. I'm gonna plan to be unplanned. <laughs> Nothing quite like plan in advance spontaneity. <laughs>、uh, no, but I, I I definitely understand, and I think for me, to be fair. I'm a like I said, go with the flow, but that also means that you know sometimes I definitely miss out on stuff because there's such there are events,、uh, there are events, there are places that you want to visit and you need to know in advance because you need to book in advance because it's only open at a particular time of year or a particular time in the week, and if you don't look that up ahead, you might come up to a very interesting place as you're traveling, but you might find that everything's closed because you did not book things in advance. So. We hope to both influence each other to some extent, and、uh, we'll see how it goes. Now, with that in mind, let's talk about the trip itself and the things that we've already decided. So, here are the very, very basic. We're going to fly at the end of the month outside of the United States to Thailand、uh, with a layover in Vienna, Austria. Now, Vienna, Austria is very important for us because this is actually where we met and fell in love. And that was ten、uh, years ago, almost not quite to the day, but we're getting there. And we want to spend like one day layover to sort of go back to the city where we met each other. And why Thailand afterwards? That's because our friends are actually getting married there.、Uh, now we plan on staying in Thailand for about a month before traveling to other countries, but a good chunk of that is simply going to be wedding-related stuff, and we will tell you more about it as it happens. Now, of course, here、uh, where we're going to go exactly is going to depend a bit on what the COVID restrictions are going on around the area. So, part of the planned spontaneity part is figuring out maybe a handful of experiences or places we would definitely like to do or experience. In a given amount of time, so Thailand is a long country. And we're gonna start on an island、uh, called Koh Samui, and that is going to be where we are kind of based for at least two weeks, right? In preparation for the wedding, and we're gonna do islandy things. Quentin has never snorkeled, so that's gonna be a huge experience for him. To give a bit of context, I'm generally I like the water. I'm just just generally terrible with it, so I'm looking forward to sort of become a bit less terrible at it. Speaking of the water,、uh, one of the things that I would love to do is to get Patty certified for scuba diving. So this could happen on this island or at some point during our trip. While we're around Southeast Asia, we will probably stay in Chiang Mai for two weeks and base ourselves out of that city in northern Thailand, and do trips, either day trips or road trips around northern Thailand, and that. Duration in Thailand is determined by our visa restrictions. We have a 30-day travel visa. We'll talk more about that in detail. And then, because many of the countries have land borders, we may choose to go through a land border route to countries like Laos. Not sure to be determined. But other things that I really want to do or experience、uh, include, for me, taking a one or couple. Of cooking classes, I think these are so fun, and I would love to learn how to cook with some of the local ingredients. What about you, Quentin?、Uh, well, for me, one one thing that I'm really passionate about is actually calligraphy and sort of the art of writing in general.、Uh, it's something I've done as a as a hobby for quite a few years now, 
And of course, all the places we're going to go have their own writing systems that are completely different from the standard Latin alphabet that we use in most of Western Europe and in, in Northern America. So I'm really looking forward to sort of see how calligraphy developed in those countries. So with the Thai language, with uh, the Vietnamese language, which now uses, I guess, the Latin alphabet, but has all these interesting sort of diacritics. Uh, so yeah. Whilst Juan will be doing cooking, and I mean, I will be doing that with her, but then I would also like to check out how the calligraphy looks uh, and maybe learn a, a thing or two about how to do it. We are going to go to Australia. Australia is pretty accessible from Southeast Asia, and I just cannot pass up on these amazing Air Canada flights going from Sydney to one of our other friend's weddings in Calgary, Alberta. Yes, so at this point, we have done US to Vienna, Austria, to Thailand, to some other areas in Southeast Asia, to Australia, to Canada. Again, we have another wedding there with friends, so it's really the summer of love for our friends group. And then from there, we actually have a couple more stops, because after Calgary in Canada, we are going to fly to southern France for another friend's birthday. Uh, usually we don't have that many friends events uh, lining up. Uh, we do have a lot of friends kind of spread out across the world and it just so happened that this particular year with everything reopening after COVID, a lot of things ended up being planned around the same time. And then after that, we have a very exciting step in our trip. Yes, for sure. This has been a bucket list item for me since maybe I was in college and I heard an episode of the Indie Travel podcast and was like immediately, whoa, what is the Camino de Santiago and how do I create a life in which this is possible? So we are going to walk the Camino and uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm really excited about it too. Uh, for context, Juan has already walked uh, along the Hadrian Wall in England, and that was about, what, a week's walk? Yeah, something like that, and it was a coast-to-coast -coast walk. England is very conducive to walking holidays, and this is one of uh, the epic trips that I wanted to go on before we left the Isle of Great Britain. Right, for context, we did live in, in the London area for a couple of years before coming to the U.S., uh, yeah, so she's already done the Hadrian Wall. She is a seasoned uh, sort of long-distance walker, hiker. I, on the other hand, have zero experience in the matter. <laughs> I've only done, you know, sort of day-long hikes at, at the most, something that could be done in just a couple hours. So we're looking forward to it, uh, but I am a bit apprehensive because I've simply never walked such long distances before. You'll be just fine, and we already bought our walking shoes, and Quinton has been practicing in them. There are many paths to Santiago, so what we're going to do is, you know, over the next few weeks, even think about research and decide which route we want to take. Right now, the top contender is the Camino del Norte, which is actually the northern path that goes through a bunch of coastal cities in Spain. I am leaning towards this one because of the coastal scenery and the great food that has been promised along the way. But it is not the OG one that most first-time Camino walkers take. So it's still up in the air. But before we do all of that, we still have to pack our stuff and buy our tickets. 
Now, in terms of packing, we will do a deeper dive in a future episode because there is a lot that can be said about the, the topic. But here's the general idea. Juan and I have both uh, gotten some backpacks that are meant to be sort of perfect for long-term hikes, long-term travels. And our plan is to simply live out of these backpacks. So just have them as carry-on in, in, in the airplanes with any sort of checked luggage. So we are still figuring out what we're going to embark with us, and we will tell you more once that's been established. But we've already taken the backpacks on, on a few shorter trips, and so far it's worked out perfectly. Yeah, what a change from my own backpacking adventures when I was a college student. I remember I had an Osprey 60 or 65 liter backpack, and I was going up and down flights of stairs in Italy on the cobblestone, and I just remember hating every moment. That pain that really takes away from the experience of travel. So I'm really trying my best to limit myself to just one carry-on bag, maybe around, what would you say, 20 pounds maximum? 20 pounds maximum. I was thinking closer to 15, so good luck with that. So 15 pounds for the people like me who use metric is just a bit over 7 kilograms. The challenge is I'm such a sucker for home decor items. I don't know how we're going to do this. Like once in our life, we brought back a giant Moroccan blanket and towels and pillowcase covers because things are just so beautiful. I love filling my home with things that uh, remind me of my travels. So Quentin, you really have to help me keep in check and or maybe we'll figure out a way to mail some of these things home along the way. So that's packing. We will dive deeper into packing, what worked, what didn't, what we wish we had brought uh, in future episodes. The second big question or consideration when we're traveling is what are we going to do about money? You're right. So when it comes to money, uh, this is where we obviously where the planning side of uh, Han's way of traveling has come into play and has saved us a tremendous amount of money because essentially uh, we'll go again in a deeper dive in a special episode about it. But the general idea is that Juan is very skilled in using credit card systems that give you uh, good amounts of points that you can accumulate through purchases or you can get some big bonuses by signing up onto, exist on, onto a new card uh, to the point that we've been able to amass hundreds of thousands of points and we've been spending those points to buy our tickets, to buy our hotels in the places where we already know that we want to stay in a particular hotel at a particular place at a particular time and this is going to be a, a really a massive difference for us because this way so far we've spent very little money even though we already have bought most of our flight tickets and quite a few hotels. I love travel hacking as a hobby and one of my goals is to make my points work as hard as they can and also to make my points go as far as they can. So, you know, we haven't amassed millions of points, maybe half a million point across all of the different current currencies of points. So we will see how far that'll go. I love how Juan says, oh, we haven't amassed a million, maybe half a million at most, as if it was <laughs> a paltry little <laughs> amount. No, we, it is a lot of points and it is like years of credit card hacking. That's the, the term that's usually used. 
it's yeah it's a lot of work but it's really paying off and now we are seeing the fruits of our labor and it's very enjoyable to see how we can use those points and fly across the world for just a couple hundred dollars in total. Another thing that we have been doing for the past few years, actually for various things, is to set up sinking funds or savings accounts. So we use something called Smarty Pig. It's essentially an online folder system where you can save into different goals. And we have been saving into that account for a very long time just for this fun travel trip. Right. So the Smarty Pig uh, website we use essentially works as virtual piggy banks. One more thing to think about when you're traveling abroad is withdrawing money from ATMs. We have opened a Charles Schwab account. Through this account, we're able to use our debit cards and get our ATM fees reimbursed. Right, yeah. So we got our tickets, we got our bags, we got our hotels. Are we? What's left for us to do? Are we ready to go? <laughs> no, not quite. There's still some planning left to do. Currently, we have our big plane tickets reserved that fly across the ocean. Of course, these tickets are refundable or changeable because of the COVID situation. We have some of the hotels booked, such as the ones for the wedding. And we also just got our international driver's permit. So long story short, we will be getting from place to place by train, plane, automobile, foot, however we can. And that's where we are right now. So thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at invitedalongpodcast. And you can also reach us by email, invitedalong at gmail.com. So long for now. Bye.